The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Dude, this is Sports Rage. Uh, the Mountain Men uh, win 7 nothing tonight. I don't know how this game stayed under the number. <laughs> Seriously? You have five home runs. One team hits five home runs and the game stays under? Sports betting can be weird. Uh, just like life itself. I got to tell you, I've been watching sports a long time. I'm a sports addict. I've always loved sports. And I don't know. Is have Has there ever been a crazier baseball crowd than this crowd in Philadelphia? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yankee fans are pretty, you know what I mean? It's, it can get, you know, in the heyday in the Bronx, it was pretty intense and stuff. Dodger Stadium, you know, is loud. Dodger Stadium's been louder, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Like, it is true. I'll disagree. Remember, Kurt said, oh, well, you know, people are smarter on the East Coast, right? Essentially, they're better, smarter baseball fans. I don't know about smarter. But, you know, it is different. It is true. Like, sports on the East Coast is is different than the West Coast. It's not even, it's not the same. Like, people, like, if you only live on the West Coast and you've never been to something in New York City or you've never been in Toronto or, like, Montreal, the hockey, like, it's it's just different. Philadelphia, like a Sixer game, it's hostile, man. (laughs) Like, Like, the Eagles and stuff, it's hostile, right? Like, you know, like, it is, it just is. It's different. There's a different, like, environment. There's a different intensity. The media is meaner. The fans are meaner. Everything's just meaner. Like, it's just, it's, it is. But, that, you know, those Philly fans, man, oh, my God. Like, dude, the stadium is shaking. Like, honestly, I think they, I think they oversold. Like, dude, like, look at that video. There's a video of Harper's home run, okay, from a fan in the stands on Twitter. Uh, Elon Musk is going to charge him soon for that, but don't worry. Uh, Elon's going to charge him to, like, post content on a site. You're going to love that. <laughs> I love Garrett Wilson. You see, so uh, that's just my luck. Yeah, I'm blue check verified. Now they want me to pay. Um, so you see Garrett Wilson of the New York Jets tweeted out. <laughs> he said, so you said, you want me to pay, tweeted out Elon Musk. He said, you want me to pay you $8 a month to prove that I'm myself? <laughs> He's like, that ain't it. <laughs> He's like, he goes, that's not happening, man. Right? Like, it was pretty funny. He goes, already you starting your bull. <laughs> and he's tweeted at you. I'm like, you know what? I like you, Garrett. Right? No, no, not every athlete's uh, not, like, not, not aware of what's going on. He did have like a laugh and emoji with it. Like, uh, it was a good, good point. It's a, it's a good point. And in fact, actually, I'll send this to uh, I'll send this to our boy Matthias. We'll play this a little bit later on. We played it on the TV show. It's one of the funniest things ever. Although 
I don't know, man. Like, um, <laughs> so Scotty Barnes, Toronto Raptors, Scotty Barnes. He's the uh, he's the NBA Rookie of the Year. You know, I was going to say he doesn't really get as much attention as you know, but the media voted him for the Rookie of the Year, but. You know, people don't talk about him as much. He's on the Raptors and stuff. And, you know, see Ackham's like having MVP season and people won't notice. But Scotty Barnes posted a video last night. Well, he was caught on a video last night telling a story that is off the hook. It's level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Omarensi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. We're breaking it down. It's the Twisted Tuesday. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, wherever you may be. The 50,000-watt juggernaut, the mightier 1090 ESPN radio in Southern California, 97.1. The Freak Sports Map in Houston, Texas. Listen, I'm on the Astros, so let's get back after it because I can't handle this Philadelphia party, but they definitely do party hard, man. All right? Imagine a bars, like even right now in Philadelphia. Dream game. For them, the Phillies hit a World Series a record five um, home runs in a World Series game. Lance McCullers becomes the first pitcher to give up five home runs in a World Series game. We're back at it tomorrow, and they got Aaron Nola on the hill. So, you know, Nola did get hit, but the chances, you know, are probably slim that Nola and Wheeler are both going to get hit hard again. Suddenly the pressure is on the Houston Astros, and this is the 2-3-2 format. This this is this is what happens. The two three two format. It's it's an advantage for the team that starts on the road. So we already talked NFL football. I definitely want to get back to it. College football playoff rankings. The Tennessee Volunteers are number one. The Tennessee Volunteers are number one. Okay. Wow. Really? Okay. So they're number one. But get this. Georgia are number three. Georgia check in at number three. So Tennessee one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four, Michigan five, Alabama six, TCU seven. So these rankings will be discussed. Yet the fact of the matter is, these rankings mean about as much as the WWE's rankings, or I should say the UFC's rankings, because I think the Pro Wrestling Observer takes their rankings more seriously than the UFC does. So, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it honestly, none of this stuff matters. Like, if you're a TCU fan and you're like, come on, man, we're getting screwed here. Yeah, whatever. So what? So what? You control your own destiny. Win out, you're going to get in. Michigan. Well, you know, I mean, you know, should Michigan be ranked fifth? What about Clemson? Should it be ahead of them? Who cares? Beat Ohio State, you're in. Are you in? This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. I am Gabriel Morantzi, the players, the hustlers, the people of Buffalo, and everybody else in between. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including the mightier 1090 ESPN radio, the 50,000 watt juggernaut. What's up, SoCal? 97.1, the freak in Dallas, Texas. All right, let's break it down right now. Pete Annapolis steps up in an RDS uh, television analyst, former assistant with the UMass Minutemen, basketball lifer. Pete, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. There's a lot of stuff to unpack. How you doing tonight, my man? I'm doing great. It's a great, uh, pretty great day to talk some NBA, some basketball. Lots of things happening today. Well, you know what? Steve Nash doesn't have a job anymore with the Brooklyn Nets, but to me, it's a great day for him that he doesn't have to deal with the daily drama and and train wreck that is the Brooklyn Net organization. So let's start off uh, with someone that I know you know personally, in Coach Steve Nash. What are your what's your what's your opinion? What's your take on how all this went down? Well, Steve Nash is one of the great NBA players that we've ever seen, two-time MVP. He really transcended the game, right, in terms of the way they push the ball, pace and space. And now everybody in the NBA plays that style that him and Mike D'Antoni did in Phoenix. Um, He's a guy that when he retired had uh, different uh, business ventures, like working out some guys, made a lot, a lot of money. And then the Brooklyn Nets came up to him and said, hey, Sharmark said, I think you'd be the right guy to lead us and be our head coach while we have KD and Kyrie and we're trying to win a championship. So Steve went into it without without any experience as, as a head coach. And we've seen that sometimes this could work uh, and sometimes it cannot. Uh, in this situation, there was no in-between. Uh, Steve Nash was brought in to win an NBA championship and to try and coach, inspire, empower, babysit, coddle NBA superstars and Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving. If you remember, when Steve Nash was hired... Kevin Durant was a fan. He worked with him in Golden State. That is, Steve Nash was working out in terms of player development. KD signed off. Kyrie Irving went publicly and said, we don't need a head coach to coach this team. What does a head coach have to do anyway? We got Kevin. We got myself. We don't need a coach. It doesn't matter who you put. So right away, you saw that there was dysfunction, maybe some type of jealousy with Kyrie Irving. Uh, is Steve Nash one of the great people in the NBA? Yes. You won't be. You won't meet a nicer guy. But at the end of the day, Gabe, he was brought in to coach, lead, and win a championship. This is a big boy lead, and we've seen this story where it ends up great, and it's a Cinderella story. Steve Nash, albeit, wasn't put in the best situation, and we can talk about Kyrie Irving a little bit later. We need to talk about him. But at the end of the day, was there adversity? Was there injuries? Harden comes in, Simmons come in? Yes. But Steve didn't get the job done when you look at that roster um, they had game seven at home against Milwaukee. They lost. They could have won that game and probably could have won a championship. It's a thin line between love and hate. It's a thin line between winning a championship and then being unemployed. Um, I think Steve deserved better. But at the same time, this is not all only on the players. Coaches have to make a difference. And at this time, Steve's happy because he's out of this colossal chaos that Kyrie Irving is the main responsible, main responsible guy who's created all this. And going 92 and 62 under the circumstances that he had to deal with, and that's the thing. I mean, we should note. I mean, Kyrie Irving obviously didn't play a lot of the time last year because of the vaccination uh, stuff. And, and you know, Kyrie's a constant distraction. KD is constantly unhappy with any coach in any place that he's ever been, uh, seemingly. And it's funny because they actually did have – and, you know, two things can be true at the same time. And people don't really – everything's got to be one or the other – and black and white, red and blue in this in this world, Pete. And it's a good point to you, Rich. Was Steve Nash a perfect basketball coach from an X and O standpoint? No, right? No. But at the same point in time, 
I wonder, you just said it. If if your one of your star players says, we don't need a coach, I'm not sure who Kyrie really would respect. You know what I mean? I don't think he respects anybody from that perspective. And also, I don't know if any coach out there anywhere could deal with the situation. You know what I mean? Like, could Nash have won more games or made a decision here or there in the late, late in the game? Okay, fine. But... How many coaches, how many good coaches would want to deal with this dysfunction? And we all know that it's, you know what I mean? There's going to be problems in the future again. It's not like, oh, nothing will ever happen again uh, with these guys. It will. So I guess that's my question to you. Does it really matter who the coach is when the inmates are running the asylum? It's a tough, it's a great question. And the way the NBA has transcended over the last 10 to 15 years, you know, the Pat Riley's, uh, the Greg Popovich's, the Phil Jackson's, the ones that have that alpha male, that dominant presence that they could put their foot down and they get instant respect. But at the same time, they know how to inspire and, and bring the and bring the star players together. We're not seeing that as much. Steve Kerr, another guy with no head coaching experience, was brought in in Golden State. And listen, he got it done. Obviously, when you have leaders like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, that really makes a big difference compared to what you have in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Um, who's the guy that can come in? There's going to be a lot of coaches that would love that situation because as a coach, you want culture, but you want talent. <laughs> coach K is not the greatest college coach to ever live if he's not at Duke. If he's at the University of Vermont or the University of Buffalo or the University of Alabama, he's yeah. not winning five national championships. I'm but sorry this, to break that down. Right? I, so you I, want talent, but, but you want some sort of culture as well. It seems, though, that the, the dysfunctionalness has never been as high as it is, though, right? With players who, quite frankly, maybe have won once or haven't won or really believe, as you stated, I'm not sure who they would respect or, like, you know, basically anybody, which leads us in, and we'll get to the Kyrie situation, but Udoka does seem like the right type of guy to deal, you know what I mean, to, to, to and enough of an alpha male to deal with these guys Maybe they would like him for, I don't know, a couple of weeks or a month or whatnot. But then we just sort of get back to it's almost beyond comical now. So the Brooklyn Nets are going to hire a guy that basically was just fired for sexual harassment, right? So let's just add more controversy. It's pretty clear that Joseph Side just doesn't care what people think. He can talk about lip service and I'm disappointed in this and disappointed in that. It's clear, like the definition of the inmates running the asylum is case in point with this team. This is the NBA today. Look at Frank Vogel. He won an NBA championship, and he was basically run out of town. That's what I'm right? saying. And, and, and you know what? And good for him. Imagine him watching a train wreck this year. You think he wants any part of that? And let me no, just quickly say, too, isn't it hard for this side guy to talk about stuff about Kyrie? And I don't want to get too political, but people were pretty quick to point out to him. It's like, dude, you support, like, slave camps, you know what I mean, and boot camps in China. And you're complaining about Kyrie Irving. And, and, and also Adam Silver. Like, you know, I love Adam Silver. You know, I think he's a nice guy, but I also think that he's almost too nice now. I think the lack of response from the Kyrie stuff and everything that's gone down from Anthony Edwards and and his and, and that video that nobody ever said anything about really after the fact. I think it's pretty it's a bad look for the NBA, man. And now, especially if you bring this you bring in Udoka in, you're just making a mockery of everything in Brooklyn. And it just seems to be Brooklyn that's causing all these problems all the time. It's incredible to think that 
there's only one one coach who's been able to put his foot down and and have that longevity is Eric Spolstra in Miami. But I think the reason he's got that is that he's got the buy-in from the president, Pat Riley. But hey, it wasn't easy for him with LeBron and, and Wade and Bosch, but he survived and he's he's one of the great coaches in the NBA. I think Emil Doka is a good coach. Uh, you know, he he's paid his dues in terms of being an assistant with Pop, uh, with Brooklyn, with with Philadelphia. Um, did he do a good job last year? Did he get Boston to the finals? Yes. But let's hold on. Let's slow down a little bit about Emil Doka, right? Being one of the great coaches in NBA history. I mean, you beat a Milwaukee team in seven games without Chris Middleton, right? You get to the final, uh, and you're up two to one against a team, Golden State. That's probably the worst team they've ever had. And you have game four at home and you made no adjustments to stop the only score they had in Steph Curry and they lost. So is he tough? Tougher than Steve Nash? Yes. Will that work? I don't think so. Jalen Brown couldn't stand Ime Odoka, right? How, how's Kyrie Irving going to feel when Udoka That's what I'm saying. Him? You're not playing any defense. If you keep it up, I'm going to sub you. They don't play defense in Brooklyn, right? Those guys, you know, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, you know, they don't want to play any defense. James Harden? Are you serious? Now Udoka's just going to come here? Even though Ben Simmons, I like Ben Simmons, a two-way player. There's so much dysfunctionality there, but there's also so much hypocrisy. And let me tell you one thing, right? We live in a cancel culture society today, and it makes me sick to my stomach. You got a guy in Myers Leonard who played for the Miami Heat, and most people don't know who Myers Leonard is. You know, played at Illinois, seven-footer, very athletic, and he played for the Heat, where culture is everything. He posted, or no, he said an anti-Semitic phrase, a joke, in a private video. It was leaked. The NBA fined him, and the Miami Heat fined him $50,000, and he hasn't played a game since in the NBA. It's a great point. Meanwhile, Curry Irvin promotes that, and then doesn't get anything. He gets to play in every game. Like, the problem, they're going to make him the face of They'll make him the face of the All-Star game. We're up against him. We'll repeat on the other side. Bring it. We're relentless. We'll never stop. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So, what a week. I mean, this is very sort of NFL-like, the way what's going on in the NBA. Um, and there's just so much hypocrisy, as Pete was just talking about. So, you brought up Miles Leonard and the double standard now with, with Kyrie Irving. But to me, the thing that gets me is the double standard of NBA players who, you know, think that they're Barack Obama at times and pretend, you know, with their fake, you know, a lot of their fake social justice movements that they really don't care about in real life yet. Well, you know, so they're, they're aghast and they're offended that Robert, you know, Robert's, you know, his server's language is uncalled, unbelievable and stuff. Yet when one of their own does it, they go pretty quiet, don't they? Like, I don't see LeBron tweeting about anything. I don't see CP3 yet. The NBA media, let's just be real. The NBA sort of fancies itself as that one league that, is above the fray and better than everybody else when it comes to social issues. 
and they really patted themselves on the back for running the Phoenix owner out of town right away and stuff. Yet you notice when they do something, they're pretty quiet, Pete. It's pretty disappointing. And Reggie Miller is the only one that actually called them out on it. Yeah, it's disappointing. Um, they have platforms, uh, they have voices, and, and it's a great thing. Um, it's difficult for them to use it at every single moment. Uh, they have to concentrate on their craft, but social issues mean a lot to them, and it's important. It, it's not the days of when Charles Barkley says, I'm not a role model. I don't, I don't care. And, you know, you are important now. And what you say, whether it is between, during a game, post-game scrum, during the media, but more importantly, when you tweet something out, that stays. And millions and millions of people have access to it. So there's consequences to that. And then I agree with you. Certain players are real. Most players will only speak when, you know, to their advantage or they think it's to their advantage. But there's been some really, really nasty things that have gone on uh, in the NBA. But it seems like it's only when certain people or a certain race speaks about it that, you know, NBA players will get offended by it. LeBron got more offended with Daryl Morey spoke about the situation in China. Right. And he told yeah. them you're uneducated on that. Right. This is a president of an organization. And LeBron came after him there. So, again, uh, I think that there's many, many double standards. I think that the when you look at the situation today, Anthony Edwards, Myers Leonard, Kyrie Irving right now, what he's doing, he's going to cost millions and millions and millions of dollars to the players, to the owners, to the broadcasters like you and I to TV, because there's going to be a lockout, Gabe Morenci, because of his actions. The owners are fed up. They're fed up with Kawhi Leonard not playing, load management, right? Players, you know, missing the whole season, Ben Simmons, getting paid their 30, 40 million. And now what Kyrie Irving's doing is going to cost everybody a lot of money, and there's going to be, and I anticipate this, I hope I'm wrong, because it's going to cost money from in my pocket too. But I can't see the owners agreeing, and even though they have a great partnership, a great relationship, the only thing that could save them is that, you know when you got a mob movie and all the, 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 the heads, <laughs> the dons come in, and they say, hey, we got to work together here because there's too much money to be made. But I don't anticipate it happening. Kyrie Irving has crossed many lines, and right now it's just going to hurt the brand, and it's going to hurt players and owners' pockets. Pete Annapolis uh, joining us. So as far as Kyrie Irving is concerned, you know, it's one thing to talk about the earth being flat, and he's always been a different type of person, and he is a free thinker. He is very unlike most NBA players, you know what I mean, in real life. You know what I mean? Like, he's not... You know, like he skateboards, he listens to, you know, punk rock music, like he's all over the place, this guy, right? And I never, you know what I mean? It's almost shocking, but I can't, I can't defend the guy, right? But I've always thought of Kyrie as sort of a love everybody type of real guy, right? And he is good. He has been good in communities with kids and stuff like that. And, you know, he has like a heart, but that's what I don't understand about this, that he is a very smart person as well. So he knows that everything that he says means something. He gets it, and then he plays dumb after about, well, what, 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 what did I say? Oh, what, why are you taking it so seriously? I mean, this is the guy that says he just wants to play basketball and live a private life and then makes a documentary about himself, right? So, like, he's all over the place, but I almost look at him like he looks at Kanye West and, like, you know, last year, Pete, when he did the vaccination stuff and when he wasn't playing, I thought it was very selfish. I ripped him for it, and... But at the same point in time, I also said, unlike Cole Beasley on the Bills, he doesn't complain about it every day. 
if you remember, he said, you know, Mayor Adams has a difficult job. He was just elected. I'm not asking for special privileges. When they change the rules, I'll, you know, I'll play. And he really, I was like, okay, you have your stance. You have your stance. You're standing by it, but you're not complaining about it. And then he starts doing interviews after about how he's basically Rosa Parks. And he's the most persecuted man in the history of America and all this type of stuff. So every time you want to cut him a little slack, Pete, he just cuts that rope, doesn't he? Like time and time and time and time again. He's a horrible teammate. You know, the worst of the worst, as you just talked about. I mean, he said, oh, we don't even need a coach. What does a coach do? It goes to show his mindset. Now we get into, I don't understand how, especially people who have been judged or persecuted and had racial bias towards will openly gladly be racist towards others and not see any irony in it. Like, I just, I don't get it. You know, I guess the best way of putting it, it's hurtful. I mean, it's, you know, it's hurtful, you know, and there's a lot of Jewish fans of the NBA as well. Like if there's a sport that Jewish sports fans like the most, it's the NBA. So you're, you know, you're hurting, you know, a large part of your fan base. You're in a city with the most, you know, Jewish people. It's just, it's incredible to me. If it was me, I would do what the Dodgers did with Trevor Bauer, but the Nets don't have the same class as the Dodgers do. With the Bauer stuff, Pete, they said, doesn't matter if it's criminal or whatever, we just don't want you here. We're not comfortable with you on our team. The team doesn't want you in the room. We don't want you here. We're going to pay you. You know what I mean? It's hard to sue someone when they pay you. So the Dodgers basically said, here's your $80 million. We don't want you here. To me, if they had any spine or backbone, that's what the Nets would do. But they don't. They don't. They don't because they believe that when you have the talent of KD, Kyrie, and now you bring in Ben Simmons, this can get you an NBA championship. And they think winning will erase the— Exactly. But I'll tell you one thing, and we've seen uh, super teams don't automatically work anymore. The guys that have been able to win championships, that's how hard and difficult, and that's how they were tremendous on and off the court. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the way he conducts himself, and even LeBron James for the most part. I mean, he won four championships. Yes, he's lost a lot when he's in the finals, but you can't just put three teams together, three guys, and think you're going to win with a super team this is championship or bust but this is an organization that let go of one of the best coaches in the league in kenny atkinson they get rid of karis levert uh jared allen a bunch of their first round picks Heck, That's what i'm saying would, everything they, they do is wrong it's wrong and it's wrong and they still everybody the, the last man standing has been Kyrie and even though we all want to give him the benefit of the doubt and we, you know we live in a world today where you know race religion and politics uh are encouraged in any industry right at times of change and maybe that's it's it's a good thing but you have to adapt you have to have that strategic agility to say hey let me use it in a positive way you know Boston couldn't wait for Kyrie to leave like, they were so happy. Same thing in Cleveland. Now he, he gets there. They don't want him there. Um, yeah, he's, a right right have, he, he's a right to have his, his opinion. But at the end of the day, if you think in today's NBA and you look at some of what you know teams are doing on the court, the Utah Jazz, Portland Blazers, and that's not going to be sustainable. They're not going to make the playoffs or be competitive to win a championship. But you know what? You don't need a guy like Kyrie. The Nets are, will be better off without him. Right, but like you said, they'll have to bite the bullet and pay him to leave. But they'll be a lot better playing a couple other guys and playing him. You need chemistry to win a championship. There's no way Kevin Durant won it out. I wouldn't be surprised, Gabe, if KD says, "You know what? I tried, but I'm out. I'm sitting out. Trade me." 
And, and, That's and it, could, it could happen. It could definitely happen. And you know what? They should have happened in the offseason. They should have got traded Kyrie and take anything in return. They did it because nobody really wanted Kyrie. But it's just a difficult situation. But as you mentioned, you know, the community, you know, the Jewish community, what they've gone through, man, it's not people losing their, their jobs or you know, <laughs> losing their homes. You're right. The Holocaust, this is the most despicable thing that's ever happened. And it happens in every, you know, a lot of other situations, too. You can't cross that line. And the NBA has allowed Kyrie to do it. They've enabled them. They really have. Man, time has just flown by. I can't believe it. Like, it really is the quickest 100 minutes of Sports Talk Radio. But what a conversation with Pete. So, Pete, we've got one minute left on a more positive uh, note. How about Pascal Siakam's game, man? 26.1 points per game, 9.6 rebounds, 7.4 assists. Absolute dominant uh, dominance. He hasn't he hasn't had a game where he scored less than 20 points. And in that game that he scored 20 points, he had 13 assists and five rebounds as well. He really is playing MVP caliber basketball. Yeah, first time I saw Pascal Siakam, he was at New Mexico State as a role player. Okay, as a role player, six wow. nine guys. He really worked his way up huh? through the G League. You know, he and played everything. for Marvin Menzies and Paul Weir, and then you know Masai and the Raptors didn't even watch him work out, but they drafted him because they knew something. And to watch him, the way he helped that 2019 team win the championship, making some big plays as the you know fourth option, to right now being a guy that's going to put up 27, 28 points, 12 rebounds, about seven, eight assists. The game is so easy for him right now, Gabe. It's easy. He could score anytime he wants. This guy could put up 40, 45 points. He, big guys on him, he takes them on the perimeter, he goes around them. You're smaller, he takes you into the post. And he's calm and he's confident, but he's worked. He's worked his game. They want to trade him. Toronto fans were so frustrated with him in the bubble. Thank God, Bobby. Our jury exercise patience. And right now, you, he, you know, I wouldn't trade Kevin Durant for Pascal Siakam. I want Siakam over. Neither would I. Gonna be, uh, can lead, I think he will lead the Raptors to their second championship. He is that good, and he plays both ends, and he can play every position on the court. What the fuck? Pete Annapolis, RDS Television. Always a pleasure, my man. Great stuff as always. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. I am the loudmouth malcontent. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Shout out to our boy Mike Tanier. Thanks to Pete Annapolis for joining. It's always good with Pete. Uh, always good with Pete. Um, our boy Matthias always hates his levels. Uh, Pete's always in a car right, when he joins us, but he's not driving. He pulls over. He's not. I think he's sitting in his driveway, to be honest with you. 
um, he's got kids and I don't know, they go to bed early and he's loud. And he, so I think he goes out, he sits in his car in the driveway. And Matthias always tells me, man, Pete's levels are always way too low. I'm like, oh, he sounds good to me. I bitch about everybody's levels. I bitch about everything all the time. <laughs> I don't bitch about him. I sort of accept him like, you know, yeah, whatever. He's good. He's in the car, but it sounds all right. It's clear. It's clear at least with him, you know? Yeah. So shout out to our boy, Matthias. It's his birthday. Um, it's not the ideal uh, ideal time to have a birthday midweek, Twisted Tuesday, deal with me and the guest and everything. But uh, happy birthday, Matthias. Um, but I think you partied over the weekend. You partied enough in Vegas for your bachelor party anyways, your bachelor weekend. So, um, so yeah, Matthias' birthday uh, this evening. We're still working on his uh, his microphone situation moving forward here. The big 3-3, three, three, <laughs> Gabe. The big 3-3. Three, three. Uh, no, the big... The, you're in between. It doesn't matter. Like that, 35. Talk to me. Then, then I'll, then I'll, I'll do a big deal for you. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, it's a, you know, that, stuff that I'm with you. I'm, not, I'm just calling it the big three, three. I don't care. Uh, said it's an even number. Like, you know what I mean, okay, it's yeah. odd number. You know what I mean? But like, it's three, yeah. three. Yeah, two threes. So it sort of has know. that ring to it. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I was. Falcon I wasn't overly excited when I turned 44. I tell you, I wasn't like, oh, great, 40. Say. Uh, yeah, it's like 30, you know what I mean? It sort of goes, this thing goes by the fives. To be honest with you, Matthias, it's like my, uh, it's like Sports Rage's birthday coming up. 21 doesn't have the same pop as the 20th anniversary, does it? It's the 20th anniversary. So yeah, it's the 21st anniversary, man. Like I knew now, all my anniversaries until 25 are nothing. <laughs> like, be like, ah, whatever, it's the 22nd anniversary. Ah, it's the 23rd anniversary. You know what I mean? It'll be like, oh, we got to 25. And I got to be honest, it was the same thing. Once I got to like 16 years or something like that, I was like, well, I don't really have a choice now. I got I to last to 20 years. And now it's sort of like when I hit the 20, I was like, all right, I got to get to 25. Right? 25 is a nice even. Wow, 25 years of one show, incredible. Right? And once I, hopefully I make it to 25. And if we get to 25, then it'll be like, all right, can we make it to 30? I don't know. Like about like 40 and stuff like that. I saw Bob Barker. I watched a, a Price is Right documentary. Bob Barker. I think he did uh, Price is Right for 35 years. And when he tapped out, they asked, did he, did he miss it? And he goes, well, a bit, but not really. <laughs> He's, it was funny. He said, I miss the people. He said, I miss the people and the, and the fans and, you know, the crowd. And uh, said, I miss the people I worked with every day in the studio and the girls and stuff. But he basically said, you know, when you do something for 30 years, it was done. Like... 35 years every day of the same show. I've been doing it 20 years every day, right? Going to, going on 21. All right, so um, fun stuff with Pete Annapolis. So speaking of uh, on a lighter note, enough of the Kyrie stuff. Uh, on a lighter note, uh, Scotty Barnes, one of my favorite players. I'm a, you know, I love the Raptors. And big Scotty Barnes fan. And, you know, we talk about it, some NBA players being jerks and this and that. The Raptors, you know, I can never, you know, you never know everybody. You, you know, I don't want to swear on a Bible, but the Raptors are, like, sort of different, right? They're not like a lot of other NBA teams. Like, they, they don't draft sort of divas. They don't want divas. Nick Nurse doesn't treat anybody with kid gloves, and he's not. Does Nobody gets special treatment on the Raptors. Like, if you look, man, like Delando Banton plays, Dude was like, uh, he's the 49th pick type thing. Fred Van Fleet was undrafted. Fred Van Fleet was an undrafted player. Like like Pete just said, Pascal Siakam was coming off the bench with New Mexico State. Right? Like, 
the Raptors don't care. Like, if you're a big name, if you're a small name, what country you're from, whatever, like, if you can ball, they'll give you a chance. So they sort of, like, they, they're good with their personalities and the type of players that they want in their room. So the, you know, it's, the, so the Raptor players, are, a lot of them are very humble and, and stuff, but I didn't realize how humble and how real they actually are. So Scotty Barnes, the NBA Rookie of the Year last year out of Florida State, Scotty Barnes, he, he plays a lot of video games, and he does that Twitch stuff where he talks to people. Now, he seems to be talking. He, I don't know if it's like a limited group of people in Toronto or whatnot, but he basically talks to like a bunch of people and hangs out with a bunch of people online every night with people uh, from a place called Brampton. <laughs> now, Brampton is like a, it's like a suburb outside of Toronto that is basically like known as a crime-infested cesspool, all right? And it's like there's Jamaican people and Indian people and stuff, and, and somehow like Scotty Barnes ended up in their like video game world, right? And so he's an NBA rookie of the year. Like this guy ain't trying to bang a Kardashian, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like this guy, he's not like he's... So he's, he tells a story on Twitch last night about how he went to an event. He goes, I had to go to an event, man. And he goes, I got this nice shirt. And there's a picture of him wearing the shirt at the event. And he started talking about how the shirt was $400 and stuff. And uh, here's, the, here's the audio. This is gold. Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year. Here he is. Ooh. I just went to the mall before the event. I bought it. It was like $400. Guess what, though, bro? I went back to the mall today. That same shirt is back in the store, bro. I returned it, guys. City boys. Come on, man. They thought they was going to get me with the $400 shirt, bro. No, fam. It's back at the store, bro. <laughs> So, <laughs> this guy, what are you, 17 years old, bro? Like, this is Scotty Barnes. So, Scotty Barnes, you hear him? I'm not paying $400. He, so, he got it. He wore a $400 shirt and returned it to the store and returned it and got his money back after he wore it at an event. I've done that, Gabe. I did that recently for a wedding, actually, about two years ago. Went there, got a suit, <laughs> wore the suit. Kicked ass in the suit, took it right back on Tuesday. They didn't even need the receipt. It's on. It's in the system now. Gave the suit back. Got my four hundred fifty dollars back. Bada beam, bada boom. It was great. <laughs> Man. <laughs> all right, you I can understand. All right, like you're not, so. But you said two years ago too. Like, uh, I don't, what, what, so let me just ask you something. There was no uh, no shame. On your behalf at all for this? You, you're proud of it right now? You sound like you're pretty happy and proud about your accomplishment. Well, I, I bought it and I thought it was cool and my girl did not like it. She said, the, the pants are too big. You don't look great. And I said, you know what? If it sucks that bad, I got to return it. If she would have loved it, I would have kept it. But she didn't love it very much. I got some compliments, but she hated the pants so much because they were Okay, so that's good. That's all. That's good a good enough me. reason. Yeah. Yeah, you could say my girlfriend didn't like it. All right, that's, why, that's why I'm returning it. 
Um, I, you know what? My buddy, he's done it. I used to live with dudes that would do anything like that. And basically, they did that. The classic Super Bowl party. But he bought, like, a big TV and all that and speakers and everything. He returned it after, like... <laughs> like, dude, like, all right, a TV's one thing. TV is one thing. You know what I mean? You're returning it, like, okay. But clothes is another thing. But the thing is, if you think about it, People pay money for, like, a game-worn jersey, right? Like, people would be like, oh, I'll pay big money for a game-worn Scotty Barnes jersey. Right? NBA rookie. Year. So, some guy, you're going to get a game, I don't know, a night-worn Scotty Barnes polo, like, uh, dress shirt. Uh, it's like a black dress shirt. It's just a simple black dress shirt, too. It doesn't look like anything special. It's just a black dress shirt. <laughs> That's all it was, 400 bucks. Well, my question is, Scotty, then why the hell don't you just go to a cheaper store, then? Right? Just go to a cheaper store. Like, what are you returning stuff for? Like I said, if I'm the Raptors. This ain't Kyrie stuff, like, but I'm having a talk with him about this. And I'm going to tell And listen, on a more serious note, too, Scotty Barnes signed a deal with Subway. All right? He's got a Subway sandwich, and he's pimping Subway and stuff. And he's also doing cell phone commercials now for, um, for the Google Pixel, that new Google phone. I'm pretty sure it's the Google phone, the new Google phone. So these are big corporations that are paying you big money, Scotty. You can't be returning clothes and telling people on Twitch about it. <laughs> That's just my opinion, right? But I'm going to tell you something. So look, our boy Matthias just gladly said, oh, I did that. And you know, Matthias, like Twitter and stuff and Raptor fans, and the Raptors have a young crowd base, like guys like Scotty Barnes, like, you know what I mean? The Raptors have a fun crowd base. He's more popular now, even, Matthias. Because people are like, oh, he's super cool. He's a real dude, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Yeah. He, he, yeah. He, he's down to earth, obviously. He's off throwing away. But you hear him talk, guys. too. <laughs> he's oh, like, yeah. bro, <laughs> you think that they like took it back? Sounds like we're in the dorm room. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, he was proud of it, telling. You know. When he was talking, like, his lingo, I'm like, oh, man, you know what? He's still young. He's still loose. Sounds like he's playing, you know, college basketball still. Just go go all the way, man. <laughs> well, the, the Twitter is wondering. They're like, what the hell does he sound like? Like, people are like, man, people never really heard him talk in real life. <laughs> he he talks more when he does interviews and after the game and stuff. He's not as sort of slangish and streetish as this. But he is Jamaican. Right, his grandmother's Jamaican. Like he sees Jamaican, so he doesn't really have the Jamaican accent. But there's a lot of Jamaicans in Toronto, and there's a lot of Indians in Toronto. And like the Toronto's like 54 percent multicultural, right? There's less white people than there is like uh, different uh, colors and stuff. So Barnes loves it, and like people are joking with this that he talks like a an Indian dude, like uh, does in Toronto, basically. Like he try he he talks like a Toronto like gangbanger essentially. <laughs> You know, bro, he's got, roll it one more time. Like, his dialect is all over the place, right? Like, people are like, man, is this guy American? Did he play the Florida State? Like, uh, roll, roll it again. <laughs> See, it's his birthday. He thinks he's going to get a slack here. Let's go. I just went to the mall before the event. I bought it. It was like $400. Guess what, though, bro? I went back to the mall today. That same shirt is back in the store, bro. I returned it, guys. City boys. Come on, man. They <laughs> thought the they was going to get me with the $400 shirt, bro. No, fam. 
It's back at the store, bro. Now, if you heard this guy talk, you would, there's no way in hell you'd think that, yeah, listen, this guy is the most mature player in the NBA, like, basically ever. <laughs> like, like, Scotty Barnes plays like Kawhi Leonard. Like, Scotty Barnes plays like a 30-year-old NBA veteran. Like, he doesn't make technical mistakes. Like, he knows, like, where to be. He's, like, amazing. He sees everything. He's basically a man-child, as we can see and hear. <laughs> Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Yes, everyone's got mixed uh, mixed reactions about this with Scotty Barnes. Me and Dave Sharapan today were the only two that were like, yeah, you can't do that. Cam thought it was the greatest thing ever. Uh, Coach Young approved. (laughs) Coach Young and Cam both said they've done the same things. (laughs) Matthias said he's done the same thing. I have not. I'm not. No, man, I'm not returning stuff. I've got a nice shirt. Put it this way. If I'm the NBA Rookie of the Year, I don't give a crap about spending $400 on, on a shirt, all right? I spent $400 on an F1 jacket. I'm not the NBA Rookie of the Year. For the record, it's not, you know, it's funny, right? It's not like, oh, it's something to be mad about. It's basically like finding out your kid did something that you're like, yeah, listen, you know, okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Don't do that again. Like, I have to say, listen, don't do that again. Don't do that ever again. Don't do that. Don't tell people you're doing that. Like, if I, I'm forget about the Raptors. If I was, uh, if I was Samsung or Google, whoever the hell it is, I think it's Google, and I just saw the ad again. Um, or if I was Subway, I'd be like, hey, you can't be doing that. Like, we're paying you money and stuff. So, like, but on the other side of this, I'm not mad at them or anything, but on the other side of this, what I will say, which is cool, and this is why the Raptors are good. They their money doesn't go to these guys' heads, right? Like Scotty Barnes signed a thirty-three million dollar contract. Just for the record, he signed a thirty-three million dollar contract. He's returning a four hundred dollar jer- uh, shirt. All right, so at that point it's not really like then you've just you're just crazy <laughs> you know what i mean like if you got 33 million dollars and you're wearing a 400 dollars shirt and returning it to the store then like they should do a reality show on you on like a and e 
like uh, the cheapest man in the history of the world. But on the plus side, we know money ain't going to change him. This is Portrage. Bring it.